0: Hey, what's up, Doom Witches, Blood Wizards, Cloud People, and Underworld Accountants. Welcome back to the Real Witches of the End Times. This is not the start of the episode. This is the intro that I am making you listen to right now because I realized upon listening back to the episode that I am about to introduce that I have never at any point said my name or introduced myself. So this is me doing that. Hello, my name is Mana Bueller, aka Mothmana on many a platform. I am hosting this podcast. Hello. This is just me saying my name because I haven't done that. So on this upcoming episode here, I've got Jessica, AKA Ancient Woods Witch, who many of you already know. And I'm really, really, really happy to have been able to talk to her and be able to share some of the fun things that we do and how witchcraft doesn't always have to be serious. So... Thanks for tuning in and be sure to stick around until the end of the episode where Jessica leads us on a super fun meditation wherein I try not to audibly swallow my own saliva during the silent parts. Also, I just want to give everyone a little bit of a heads up that somewhere around the 38 minute mark, the software that I used to record the telecall decided to superimpose my audio about two seconds before it actually happened. So for about 25 minutes, it sounds like I am somehow psychically predicting everything that Jessica is about to say a few seconds before she actually says it. (laughs) And although I'm psychic, I'm not actually that psychic. And I'm sorry if it's distracting. Uh, It's still a good conversation overall. There's just a few points where it either sounds like I'm being an asshole or um, I am extremely intuitive and I don't know, have magical powers beyond that, which I already believe I possess. So that being said, here is the part where I insert intro music that I got off of a royalty-free website. So Jessica, how did you come to be an ancient
1: woods witch? Words are just, words really fail me in these kinds of conversations um, because I would like to say I had a vision of a witch that discussed with me that I was an ancient wood witch, but like a vision doesn't, is also not the right word. Whenever you talk about visions with people, it always sounds like something a little bit more vivid than what it is um like you're waiting for a movie kind of thing to happen but it wasn't like that so uh, but I would still say it was a vision so um I found out that I was an ancient woods witch because um I was going to write a book about an ancient woods witch that woke up um and she decided that she was going to find other people like her and uh, one point, uh, an ancient woods witch came to talk to me in this vision that I was talking about and told me that I am the ancient wood wi- woods witch that was in my story. And so everything after that kind of just changed. It made it a little bit easier. And um, yeah, so that's my story. <laughs> <laughs> So,
0: how was that? How did that start to fit into your regular life? Because a lot of something that I'm pretty like, I always struggle to explain, like, what a witch is specifically because everyone I talk to who does identify it as a witch or practice some type of craft or magic in general typically has their own kind of call to arms or awakening story that's pretty unique to them. So, and usually it comes out of very, Almost inopportune time in life, at least from what I've observed, so how was that how was that uh integration into your your regular reality this realization
1: um, Well, I guess I always joked around that I was a witch, so I think that in some level I was totally um kind of open to doing it, but it was more like a joke level. <laughs> Um, but I, I, I like did, I, I read a lot about fantasy and stuff like that, which was, um, which made it even more funny to me. So it was like kind of jokey to me. Um, but then when I had went through like a transformation and I, I just started, it's it just, I guess jokey is not the right word. Um it just didn't feel real. And then, uh, after I, I had this experience, I just started doing things every day. Like I made an altar, never made an altar before. I didn't know how to make an altar. Um, I just happened to make one and just started doing things and realized I'd been planning a lot of, um, herbs all throughout my, um, yard that were really good protection herbs and kind of wrote down a lot of stuff about, how I, I've all like just different things that I had been doing all my life that was calling this to me. And then that just made me feel really secure in what I was doing. And then it made it easier for me uh, once I understood that it's kind of always been this way for me and that I can trust myself because I make good decisions and things, um, you know, I have good intuition and I've been able to follow that before. So once I learned to trust myself it was a lot easier. So then anytime I felt like I needed to make an offering or talk to a tree, when I made the offering, the intention was clear. And I wasn't making fun of myself. It was like a real intention, putting things in and I knew I was getting things back. So I started to have an actual relationship that I could see and feel happening around me. And and then it just became easy. The only thing that's hard is like not giving in to fear when you have lots of people to be responsible for. So it being whenever you're a mom, I think made it a little bit harder for me, but I don't know. Does that even answer your question? No, it, it, <laughs> it totally
0: does. I I mean, I started to realize and get into witchcraft when I was, um, I want to say a teenager. And so my, my experience would, is, was totally different from yours in the sense that I didn't have any sense of responsibility other than for myself. So it's always interesting to me to be able to hear from people who have this realization when they're older than I am. Because I think that it it goes to show that there's no like cookie cutter way to be a witch, which is something that I think is really important to because, you know, with social media and capitalism and everything, it's kind of like this idea and archetype is kind of prepackaged up and bought and sold. And I think that the more we hear from witches of like all different backgrounds and at different places in their life, that's really makes it a lot more accessible to everyone out there who is struggling to understand some of the intuitive tendencies that they have and how it fits in with the, with the idea of the spiritual person or the spiritualist in any capacity. So that's ultimately why part of the reason why I started this podcast at this time anyway, is because I think there's a lot of things that people do that like I heard once I was a witch who I was learning from a couple of years ago and she explained this metaphor to me when people ask like what is a witch and she goes well what is someone who sews or knits or um, cooks like those are all things that people do and so like a a cook cooks or a knitter like knits clothes or a person who sews sews like they're a sewer a seamstress so you can do all of those things you can um practice all of those things such as like you can make a cake or you can sew a shirt or a sweater or knit a sweater or things like that without like fully identifying as a witch. I think that's like a personal choice that people can make for themselves, but it's not like an exclusive, like you don't have to be a witch to practice some type of craft or ritual or spell. Um, Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, 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 it's really, really interesting to me, and I'm excited to hear all the other people that you're talking to talk about this experience. Because um, when I when when I realized what I was, and I started looking into it, I was like, I I feel like I had been living in like a whole other place where <laughs> I, this stuff didn't exist. Like, I honestly had no idea um how many people out there were and even how commercialized it was like i really i'm not i and all the different kinds of people and like how many people in it were like it that it's a real thing it kind of blew my mind um and so it's really interesting to me to listen to people that have grown up just being slowly exposed to this stuff um because that, you know, wasn't my experience. Um, it was more, I, I really felt like I jumped here <laughs> from somewhere else where everyone was, uh, you know, religious and, um, all this stuff equaled devil worship or something. Mm-hmm. Cause I was raised Catholic and, and so, um, I don't know, like, I it, it just, it's so interesting how we all find our way to, uh, this current timeline (laughs) together.
0: There's definitely (laughs) some like unearthly call that I feel like we all feel or hear in some strange way. Like I have a very vivid memory of when I was, I must've been, like seven or eight and i walked outside of the house of where i was living in with my family and i started I, I got like a paper bag out of the cupboard and just started picking up rocks from the side of the driveway and they're like these and i know them now they're these massive quartz crystal things and i just started putting them in the bag and i had like i had no idea what any of this was or like anything about um crystals or um energy i did not understand any of that it was just that was just like a thing that i felt like i needed to do and then i also remember stopping and like looking at what i was doing and thinking about oh this is dumb why am i picking up rocks off the side of the road and then i dumped them all out and went back inside and i think that that's you know that conditioning that we're all taught like you have to have like some type of purpose for things like my first deck of tarot cards that i ever bought Um, I bought them at Barnes and Noble, which is a bookstore. And then I got home and then inside the book, it said that the, this, that came with, it was like the steampunk tarot or something. Um, it said that the good way to get acquainted with the cards was like to sleep with them under your pillow. And I, that was totally something I'd never heard before. I must've been like 14 or 15 and I put them underneath my pillow for a little while. And then like, I got up and thought how stupid it was and the hell it's like doesn't make any sense and then i um took the cards out and then threw them in the garbage
1: (laughs) man i get it (laughs) tarot cards are the gateway drug of finding your higher self man yeah like before i had the uh, experience where you know um the witch came to talk to me and i knew who i was I, Paul, my husband, was taking a tarot class, and I am talking, it's a couple months, it's a while before, and I thought, how oh, fucking weird, <laughs> you know, like, that's a weird thing to do, to, <laughs> you know, to learn stuff, and, but I was like, okay, dude, cool, and, and so he had these cards, and he was taking those classes, and one time he came home, and he was sitting, and he had this new deck of cards, and he was just like, dude, this Deck hates me. And I thought that was so funny and so weird. And so I picked it up and I shuffled the deck and I started playing with it. And I didn't really know anything about it other than that he had been taking tar- tarot classes. And I put stuff down and then I would read the thing and then I would ask questions. And then I just looked at him and I was like, oh man, these cards love me.
0: And then it was mine
1: forever. And I Which didn't even believe in it. The crow deck.
0: Oh my gosh, that's your crow deck. Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 um, yeah, I didn't even believe in it. And so, <laughs> <laughs> tarot, I get it. Like, you get it. Um, and if you're intuitive, we're like, here's the thing we're all intuitive, we're mm-hmm. all super intuitive. And if you can get over yourself enough to believe in yourself, To, like, put all that stuff aside and to, like, allow the universe to be fucking crazy and weird and the most beautiful, lovely way that you can see magic really exists, that you can see, like, we're connected, It's it will just start happening slowly. And tarot is a good way to get that to start seeping into you. For sure, like my
0: uh I've had quite a few decks um i i I'll tend to i try to not make like absolute claims about anything anymore because uh I've started to have all these experiences where I'll be like, I'll never do this, I'll never hitchhike I'll never um abide by whatever rule and then within like a very like very small amount of time, I'll be forced to like, do the opposite of whatever I said, and I remember reading somewhere how the like the only way that you're supposed to get like a tarot deck is like to be given it which i thought was like absolute bullshit um and it is like i i I don't think that there's any rules about how you receive a deck but i I said that and I, i put this like energy out into the universe was like no one's ever gonna like when i said like oh like it's stupid to think that you have to be given a deck what i was actually saying was like i don't think there's anyone out there who would ever give me a deck and yeah. uh, that's what I was Like, say. I'm afraid no yeah, one will do exactly. this for me. And
1: that then, would be the coolest gift. Yes. Yeah.
0: And I, so that's like mm-hmm. the energy I put out. And then I went to a relative that, uh, in this very estranged relative's house, just to kind of um, maintain some type of relationship with them. And they're very, like, I don't know really anything about them. There's a lot of like family turmoil and stuff. And I was helping her as the, the way you would help like an elderly neighbor. So it was very, personal but like still kind of caring relationship and I was helping her clean out uh, one of her rooms in her house just as a way to kind of be around each other and have some sense of family and towards the end I look up on one of her bookshelves and there's just an unopened writer weight classic writer weight tarot on the, the bookshelf and I look at her and she's absolutely not someone that I would think would have it and again it's like unopened it's like wrapped and I'm like. What is that? Why is that there? I had so many questions, and she's like, "I have no idea how that got there or where it came from, but you can have it if you want." And <sighs> it was so, like, earth shattering. Like, it, I maybe not sound doesn't sound like that intense, but I had literally probably a couple of days before written in a journal like how like the feelings I expressed earlier about how essentially I don't think anyone would ever give me a dick and that happened in such a strange unlikely way and then that deck became my deck for like a year it was it spoke to me in a way that no other deck had and but then after about a year like it like died on me like it stopped talking to me
1: oh absolutely yeah
0: and then now i've
1: had that experience with the deck where it just stopped being the one that i was mm-hmm. talking to which is why i have so many
0: and, sorry no it's okay it's it's <laughs> for people who are listening we're, we can't we're this is a, a like an audio recorded call so we cannot read each other's social cues on when the one is about to talk <laughs> so <laughs> um yeah but now i have this really great deck called the pagan other worlds and it 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 jumps out at me this one accompanied with my um angel ariam oracle of emanations by oh, peter no. moebacher which i call my scary angels deck Uh, which is, if you ever get a reading from me, I will 100% use that deck because with those two together, it's like I'll be talking about something and then cards will just fly out that are the literal same thing, not just like, oh, it's kind of related. Like I was doing a reading today mm -hmm, where I was talking about, specifically about the new moon and the moon and then I was shuffling and then the moon flew out of my deck, like the number 18 card, the major arcana. And then the Pagan Other Worlds has extra like moon phase cards in it that are you can take them out if you want but i leave them in and then the new moon card flew out and i was like that's so funny like
1: (laughs) you i have seen you do that so many times that it ceases to be creepy (laughs) (laughs) it's more like obviously obviously did you did you hear that that. thud just then no but (laughs) i just like my my candle almost went out oh shit (laughs)
0: I don't know what type of okay? confirmation... I'm fine. I don't know what type of confirmation that was, but I literally just slammed my head into the wall. So oh, that's a new... It's weird because yes. my
1: candle just went out. So. <laughs> it was like getting really small.
0: That's funny. <sighs> but speaking of divination and everything, since the... Uh, I want to get into a little bit about some like minimalist magic things you can do. I just wanted to mention how I use a lot of song divination and I use... Like if you don't have a tarot deck... Or an oracle deck, or maybe you're not resonating, or you want some to add something to your um, repertoire of ways to connect with the universe or ask for specific messages from other people. Uh, I love to use my music library, so I have Spotify, and I'll ask questions like, What is so and in- what is a message from so and so's highest self to myself? and then it is. I've gotten some weird stuff like I'll ask for messages from my guides and then one time this these lyrics came up that were just I remember them vividly it was stop pretending that I'm not there because I'm not going anywhere and it was just stuff that kept happening like that so that's a great way for those listening if you want to make up your own oracle in a way you can use music also pay attention to what music's playing when you're out in public
1: and things like that and pay attention to what music pops up in your head because every once in a while you'll be talking to somebody or you're connecting with something and the song just pops into your head and then just maybe it's something you hadn't thought about in a long time just take a look at it (laughs) take a look at the lyrics Mm -hmm. that can happen and it's it's pretty um it's it's super
0: cool (laughs) you've spoken to me a lot about bibliomancy do you want to explain that
1: yeah I um I know a lot of people that are into it I already I like I have a page that I like to look at for every book but it's um you know if you have I I haven't I've only ever done it with other people it's like um uh like they've offered it to me and it's So I'm definitely not the best person to explain this. So bear with me, people. Um, But so you, you know, get a book out, read whatever number um, that you want. I always have a particular number and then see if it is synchronous to what's going on. I don't know if I've never asked a question, though. I've only ever seen if it's like um, has synchronistic events that are occurring with my existence <laughs> is that how you see it too
0: yeah that's one way that i've tried it Where are all um i'll just kind of open. well i won't usually i don't pick a number i'll just open a random page like uh in one of my oh. one of my classes so because well I, I i was a university student until school was closed um mm. <laughs> but i what i would do because i I'd take a lot of philosophy courses and my professors will bring examples of books in For different texts and different philosophers and they'll pass them around with the intention of like for us to see if we want to like purchase the book on our own or whatever and then I'll open each one up to a random page and then put my finger down and see what it's on and then it's usually something funny um I can't think of any examples off the top of my head but I'll always have a good laugh to myself about whatever weird weird thing I see and even if it's definitely gonna do that yeah and even if it's um it doesn't seem like synchronistic whenever you see it like make sure you write it down because it might come might come up later in your day or just if it genuinely makes you laugh that's also good so
1: (laughs) yeah I love it's it's just one more way right to find synchronicities which are life affirming Mm -hmm. (laughs) and just another way to remind yourself that the universe is super cool and fun Mm -hmm yeah and synchronicity for sure
0: (laughs) and it's great too because i think people put a lot of heaviness on like oracle cards or tarot or any other type of divination sometimes and like honestly i find that my guides or any other way that i interpret things or any other energies that i think are influencing what i'm doing like i think they have a pretty good sense of humor (laughs)
1: Well, yeah, because really, I mean, I know everything is so heavy, right? Mm -hmm. It is. But it's it's supposed to be fun. Life is supposed to be an adventure getting to something. And so I feel like sometimes we just (laughs) need to have more fun Mm -hmm. and see what fun and magic actually exists because shit is hard. It's hard to be alive. So anytime that we can have fun and be light and and be cool with what's going on, it's going to make our lives better.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And I think too, like, maybe we should explain a little bit, I guess, or touch on synchronicity, because I think there's a misinterpretation that people have with them about how the synchronicity is like, like super again like heavy or like it means something like totally profound but i i interpret synchronicities as being like a symptom of like when you start to fully trust your intuition in a way it's like just this um, ripple effect that just kind of goes out from whatever you're doing
1: yes like a nod from the universe yeah it's not i i I agree i do think and that just goes back to that things should be fun Mm -hmm. um uh I know a lot of people get really heavy the world is heavy. So I just I don't know for me I'm just trying really hard to have to 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 pull in the light and the ease of life with all these little nods, you know? Yeah. I think it's it's good. It's strange to not be so heavy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's it's funny because with everything that's going on with uh, the virus and all of that and all of it's like, the economy and everything that's kind of um, co- all the systems that are collapsing in on itself right now in terms of synchronicities, states I don't think I've ever experienced more in a small period of time than I have in the past two weeks while this has really come to a head in the west coast of America which is where we're coming from um, and I think that's an interesting juxtaposition and kind of like a reminder that and this is a quote that I think Jesse Reed said where it was how reality is no more real today than it was like a month ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And while again, like while it does feel super heavy that we have the power within ourselves to create kind of our own sanctuaries.
1: Yeah. I mean, unplugging, I think from, from like, fear porn as much as possible is going to be really helpful because it's not focusing on that negativity. And I'm not, listen, I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. I'm not saying people aren't getting sick and people are going to die, but sitting around a hundred percent of the time worrying about it and just looking at the news and looking at the news, it's not good for you. Right. So being at home, and, and like, I I don't even know where I was going with this. <laughs> it's okay. um, I was just like, it's, I just think that it's okay that you don't have to sit and be heavy with this whole stuff. Like you're allowed to like get a book and read it and find it synchronous, like to your life at this moment. And that makes you feel good. And um let's do any kind of nice intention that we can to make ourselves feel better and and get out of like constantly being afraid oh just do the best you can Mm -hmm. you know just do the best you can life is so hard as it is like stop stressing out about too much tv or should i do this or should i do that um i think this fear that we have going on right now with the virus is causing people to not like you're not allowed you have to be vigilant but really everybody just if you're at home and you're safe take a deep breath lay down like take care of yourself and you don't have to be so fucking serious about the whole world all the time it's still gonna be there tomorrow Mm -hmm. for you to be like super serious about (laughs) and now I feel like I feel like I'm being preachy or something but I I, there is this guilt that comes with not, you know, turning your back on the fear. There is a little guilt that happens at first where you're like, oh, I should, I, I should like bad things are happening and you, I, I should be looking, but sometimes it is better to turn around and just deal with what you have in front of you
0: honestly yes like i i feel that i'm getting really tired of toilet paper memes but
1: (laughs) (laughs) i i can't i'm so sick of us like talking not me and you but people talking about the bad things people did like yeah yeah some people are douches (laughs) like let's just have memes about how awesome you know something is yeah (laughs) like anything i'm just i don't i want the focus to start being more on the positive stuff that we can focus on and yeah i don't care get a bidet everyone (laughs) (laughs) that's what we did
0: (laughs) this is funny and i'm I'm, i feel like i'm gonna embarrass your husband paul right now but this is this entire (laughs) quote-unquote apocalypse and by the way apocalypse The thank you to uh, my friend Jonathan for enlightening me on the true meaning of apocalypse, which is just like a lifting of the veil and seeing behind the curtain, and and which is different than that colloquial understanding of the word apocalypse we have, which is like scary doom and you all die and everything. But um, I remember I was at your house a couple weeks ago, and Paul, like, this seemed like this this quote unquote apocalypse is like the excuse for him to get a bidet. (laughs)
1: for sure <laughs> he has been wanting it for such a long time there is this like co- uh, podcast that he listens to and these two comedians they have these bid- like bidet attachments stuck uh, on their toilets and so they- apparently they talk about it all the time so he has been really wanting one for a while and and now we have had the perfect excuse <laughs>
0: there's one positive <laughs> for this
1: It was actually put in today, which is why I'm thinking about it. Like it was installed today. (laughs) I haven't used it yet.
0: This is, this (laughs) is reminding me of, um, I'm not up at where my, my regular apartment right now I'm staying somewhere else, but, um, I had this thing I do. And this also ties back into easy divination. There's a giant dumpster and trash compactor outside my apartment complex and I started to get really excited because there, people would leave weird stuff out on top of it that they feel guilty about putting inside the trash compactor. And I called it dumpster oracle. And so <laughs> every day whenever I get, I'd go and look and there'd be like really weird stuff. Like there was like a full on disgustingly used toilet out there, which is why the bidet made me think of that. And then <laughs> there was another time where... Um, I was about to leave for Phoenix, Arizona, and then there was this giant U-Haul truck parked outside that had all these pictures of aliens and stuff like that on the side. And then people leave, like, weird cans of soup from, like, the, the 80s that were, like, the super old labels or, like, run-over stuffed animals. And then there was this one time when there was a pumpkin, like a full-on pumpkin. And,
1: but it was not Halloween. No, I-
0: this was, like, two months ago. So, like, in end of january a (laughs) fawn pumpkin was sitting on it i took a picture i thought that was cute and then i went up to my apartment a couple of hours later i happened to walk by my bedroom window and there's just this guy walking across the landing carrying a pumpkin and so i just start recording him and i start talking to myself while i'm recording it and he puts his hood up so like the cameras can't see him so he like he's just like this this figure carrying a giant orange pumpkin and then he walks by the stairs and then just bends down at his knees so the cameras, I guess, don't notice that he's bending over. And then he puts another pumpkin down on the steps and then walks away.
1: I really feel that we need to know the other people that live in your building (laughs) a little bit better. They're having like all kinds of really interesting um games that they play with one another that you get to be privy to but with zero context <laughs> so then you get to know you know what i mean so you get to make it it can mean whatever yeah exactly <laughs> It just reminds me of that double rainbow where the guy is like what does it mean <laughs> it can mean whatever
0: totally i thought about <laughs> making a joke deck of just all of the photos i've taken of all of these items into an oracle deck for myself Because you can totally make your own oracle decks. Like you are, you are the "quote unquote" dictator of your own life. So you (laughs) do whatever you want in that way. Like there's no rules for divination. We circle back there.
1: I just yeah. And it's funny because when you look up, like when I first was like, oh, I'm going to look up a witch information. I was like, there's a lot of rules. <laughs> and I about, I mean, not everybody, but sometimes when you first start looking and you're like, oh my God, this, it feels, so it doesn't, the reason I'm bringing it up is I'm just putting it out there that we don't all have to do that. Like some of us are really, Super intervals, and some of us like to follow the patterns and like trusted and true methods that other people tried. Like that's super cool. It's great. It, everybody has a different personality and a kind of magic, but also there are people that can just do things um, intuitively as well. Um, so it doesn't have. To, there's no one right mm-hmm. way. Just like you're saying with the oracle deck. There's no one right way. Everybody's going to be different. Totally.
0: And I think that that's such a deterrent from a lot of people from things like witchcraft and spirituality because there's like a misunderstanding that there is rules because there are people that try to – like you keep worrying about yourself preaching, which is how I know I don't think you're preaching because you are concerned (laughs) about doing that. But there are people out there who will just spew content at you and expect you to – either follow through or meet some type of criteria and I see you know you see that with in all aspects of different identities like what what does it mean to be like what are the rules of being bisexual what are the rules of being a feminist when they're really like I think if you're policing anything then you're there's something amiss about what your information you're sharing
1: but yeah agree completely it it I just when there's somebody that tells you there's only one path to get to where you want to go, like, I can't trust that person. <laughs> uh, there's like a million roads, get a map and just go a different direction. Um, you know? Totally. It's,
0: well, I keep yeah. saying totally. That's not a word that's in my vocabulary normally. I'm becoming very cognizant of it right now as I'm saying it. <laughs>
1: I think it's super great. We could have like, we can have whole conversations where we're a Valley girl, that would be really fun. Like we could, we're, you know, in the house so we could study up before the podcast starts and listen to some certain movies, you know that have lots of Valley girl, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I love Buffy. And a couple other, <laughs> I know. And then later we'll have a conversation using those words. And I totally think that totally we'll be in that list. <laughs> so that is a, that will be our next conversation. That'd be great. Everyone can do that during the apocalypse. Yes. <laughs> like have, you know, set an intention with your friends to watch eighties movies and then report in.
0: <laughs> and then see how much of your personality <laughs> is now from eighties movies. <laughs> I find that like, when, I, <laughs> when totally. I spend time with people, Uh, I'll start to say phrases they say and then I'll catch myself and then for some reason I feel like I've been caught like being vulnerable and somehow it's like bad which it isn't but it's like oh like my subconscious admires you enough that I have taken your words as to be my own
1: (laughs) (laughs) which is so funny though because if you think about it you're like oh that's a cool word I like that word I can't use that word because someone else is using that word like no no I learned this from you it's so great i too i'm gonna use it thanks for (laughs) teaching me right that's how like just it's all it's how it's all in how we spin it (laughs) in our heads you know i almost said it's uh, great
0: oh my gosh now i can't even speak i was trying to say definitely or for sure but i started to say for definitely so i just made something else up just now
1: (laughs) (laughs) i just want to say bitching like bitching <laughs> well um do you have i'm sorry if i'm being like too like i just am no, i being too conversational I, okay i was like am i supposed to be should i have no, um, written I things down? as
0: you got concerned about okay. that actually was how after all, i started talking at the beginning of this podcast because this is like one of the first interviews i've ever done Um, i forgot to like ask you to introduce yourself and that like ask you how you are and all of that. And I just jumped like straight in. And I was like, no wonder <laughs> it sounded like we both sounded so uncomfortable at the first part. There's
1: <laughs> no warm up. Well, also it's a weird, I'm going to, and I don't like, I'm just going to be like honest. It, it, I, um, you know, people still are going to be judgmental of the mm-hmm. stuff that I say. Uh, So, so I have, you know, kids and a job and, and all this stuff. And, and I worry about some of the judgmentalism that comes with me saying like what my actual story is, because it involves like, (laughs) it involves seeing witches come to me (laughs) in my van and like, you know what I mean? So I, I, so it is a difficult question. It's not because I don't want to share it. It's because um it's difficult for people some people to hear and then you know but I'm not in charge of everybody's narrative and what they think about me and so I have really I'm trying to to like chill out on that but it, I did it did give me a hard start there for a no, second no so worries like there's
0: like some of the more um I guess really in my own personal experience like very I don't even know what the word would be like, I guess life-changing is not, it's just not the word I want to use. It's imprecise for what I'm trying to express, but I guess like really profound periods of time in my life where I really felt like a different person afterward, which has been increasingly more and more lately. But like one of my quote unquote Big awakening, or during June of 2019, where most people who I, most of my podcast audience right now is people from soberish, so they'll probably understand how June of 2019 was shitty. Um, like there's most people I talk to have had some type of really like dark night of the soul, or just some type of awakening story, or if they're already awake, or some type of like <laughs> giving getting your head shoved back in the toilet again situation when you thought it was over. Um, that was, that was like a, for me, I had a huge experience during that time, which I'm not like ready to talk about publicly yet. I've told plenty of people about it in private, yeah. but I think one of my goals for this podcast is to be able to sit down with myself alone and tell that story because I think it would help a lot of people and not just on, um, like on a spiritual level, but just on regular life stuff and how that can sometimes just seemingly make you forget who you are um and so that that's a very ominous trailer
1: (laughs) (laughs) but it's not i mean it makes a lot of sense i mean i started i i mean of course i always i i like had to remind myself that i've always been the person that i am now and i just wasn't aware but the thing is when you first become aware of it that first like holy shit this is what's happening like it feels as if something was Mm -hmm. ripped away from you and so it does feel as if a huge change occurred and you're a different person and then you slowly integrate what is happening and then you're the same person like you can a lot of the stuff is the same but you yeah does that make sense like a lot of the stuff is the same you know who you are but but you just had this whole experience where you felt like you're a different person because it was so different with that i i i the are you referring to like when you you
0: like integrate like new revelations about like i'm i'm always i really like the example that some people use of like software updates but like for your consciousness where it's like you're always the same computer, but you're constantly getting like a new i o s system installed,
1: <laughs> yeah, and one day mine was like, "Oh shit, bitch, you are not who you thought you were. you are like a fucking magical being, and you talked of trees and root into the earth, and um like so <laughs> Going from, like, I am not this to, like, 100% something that you didn't know existed or wasn't sure actually existed, yeah. now you are. That's, it feels insane. And and it's good that you're talking about stuff like that because people, I think people um, want to know that they're not the only people that are going through something that makes them sound like they are insane or feel insane. Even though they're like you know going to work doing whatever they need to do, it's just it it is yeah jarring. it's definitely
0: not this like <laughs> sparkly, beautiful winged angel experience that again gets packaged to us as like what spirituality is no like to me at least in my own experience, I can only speak from my experience is it spirituality for me has been like the gritty the shoving your hands in the dirt being covered in like the earth's blood at all times and like trying to remember who like you are as like a soul and a light body while being trapped in like this really strange automaton that somehow is always breaking <laughs>
1: Yeah, Man, it's full of all this programming. You're like, you like are you just can't like you find out who you are, but you can't really feel all of yourself and see all of yourself and know all of yourself. And you're trying to get to it, but like to get to that self that you know that you are, that you're just like reaching for, um, that you can feel involves so much removal of fucking difficult shit that has wrapped itself Mm -hmm. around you as you grew up and so it's super painful to have to always deal with your shit and and to to like open yourself up to being more aware of yourself and and being able to like be loving and accepting of others and it isn't easy sometimes I sit around and think I I don't like I don't know how I signed up for this, like feeling so sad um, mm-hmm. because it's difficult. It seemed a lot easier <laughs> to just be cl- like close-minded or just, I don't, it, it's not closed minded because <laughs> I didn't know my mind. It was a lot easier to not know myself, I, but it's so much less cool to not know <laughs> myself. <laughs> so I keep doing it anyway because it's a fun it's like a really interesting and fun experience that just happens to involve a lot of really hard yeah. work
0: <laughs> I I totally agree it's yeah. it's something that I like, as as I'm learning and I'm sure I guess again this is interesting for me because I kind of just always grown up like I, I wasn't in a place where this was something that people talked about. It was more so I kind of found it on my own. I had to find my own people. But going through kind of like the young adult process of. that I feel like anyone would go through spiritually or not. Is like that trying to figure out who you actually are. Like an authentic version of you. Um, yeah. Which is oftentimes really gross. And shadowy and dark. And then learning to love that part of yourself. And let that be just as much of who you see in the mirror. Um, as the the best parts of yourself that we try to present to people, I think that the oh, I just lost my train of thought. Of how that was coming back to those fears.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you want to take those self, shadow selves and love it and yes. integrate it and know, yeah, it too. and like, and that that's what something we were, that here's yeah, the next right,
0: moment, um, that you you can experience whether or not you're into spirituality. Like, that's something that's just. I think part of being a human being is recognizing that there are pieces of yourself that you just don't like. And there's a quote I was reading in a fiction book. Um, and it said one of the characters goes and that she's, and this character main character is talking to this woman called the Viper queen, who is the quote unquote, like basically mob boss of a part of this town that, um, is all like the shadowy parts of humanity. Like, um, Illegal trade and like slavery, and like all this stuff, it's all over there. And then she says to the main character, who's like, you know, the classic fool in the hero's journey, and she says, Look toward where it hurts the most. And that's always where the answers are. And that, like, I got like chills when I read that last night. Yes. And I think that that goes back to like, we're always asking or seeking outside validation from other people, which is like, I'm not saying validation isn't great, it's very nice, but when we need help or when we need if we're asking like what's going on like if we're not you we know, don't seek help outside of yourself if you need it but if we're not also looking inwards on our own i don't think that you're gonna get very far in that
1: process i agree i mean i agree mm-hmm. that's what makes <laughs> it so hard <laughs> <laughs> I hate always looking at myself it's so much easier to look at other people but like every time you get triggered and then trying to figure out where that came from as being something that you want to look at for yourself there's you know why that matters for you um that's mm-hmm. it's it's so much it truly is so much work <laughs> I get it yeah well
0: I well, okay, so if you're in the Soberish Discord server, you possibly know about Jessica's amazing meditations that she, at least for a while, was kind of doing or offering as like group calls. And I thought one of them was a lot about like fi- connecting with specifically like a specific plant or a stone or some type of earth material. And I thought that since we're kind of going over things here that you can do or um try while we're in again like limited resources or limited access to things in terms of witchcraft let's say you have limited access to nature like you're in an apartment or even if you're like out in the country and there's maybe you don't have like a garden or something going on right now jessica like shared this really amazing meditation about where you just connect specifically with one thing or whatever you do have and
1: is there would you like to lead that Sure. Yeah. I just want to say that um, there's always so many rules about meditation too. And um, I don't really have a lot of rules about meditation and what it means other than uh, breathing and breathing in air. Um, And so there's different ways you can do grounding exercises or like different kind of, different kind of like breaths. Right. But like for me, meditation is just breathing. Um, I've done a lot of different kinds and I, I just feel like sometimes people don't want to meditate because they think it has to have all these rules, but I don't think that it does. So one meditation that I like to do that it would be good for now is if you're stuck somewhere and you can't get outside because <laughs> you're not allowed, um, some states, you know, some states we, we have to stay at home. Um, and so that's why I say that. Uh, but, it, and so we all, if you have a plant, get your plants, touch your plants, say hello to your plants. I'm an animist, so I talk to <laughs> everything um, and bring it to you. And you can start to do a meditation. If you don't have, you can even do it without a plant. Like, check a, if you have any crystals. This is a really good one, too. So I'm just going, the first thing I do for this is ask people to get really comfortable, comfortable spot. I like, I have a very um, supportive couch that doesn't let me actually get so comfortable. Uh, It's supportive, so I'm sitting up. So I always sit there and get your plant and put it somewhere around you, close your eyes, uh, or keep them open, whatever. I like to close my eyes. And so then you take in deep breaths and as you exhale the first time, just imagine the exhales going down through your body, out the bottom of your body and into your plant. And when you inhale, as you inhale, the breath breath is coming from your plant where your rock and you're breathing together. So with every inhale, the breath is coming from your plant and it's going to go into the top, the crown of your head, and through your body, and out the bottom. So if you like chakras like chakras, it's out of your root chakra and back into your plant. So as you breathe in, you're taking breath from your plant. And it's cycling through you in a circle, out the bottom of you, into your plant. And you can visualize the breath, the air going between you and the plant. It's circular. In through your the crown of your head, down through your body, out your root chakra, into the arc, back into your plant. And I'm just going to ask everybody to sit and breathe that way for a minute, two minutes, no music. Taking a deep breath in and feeling it go through your entire body and out the bottom of your root chakra into the plant. As you exhale, you can feel all of the energy going through the and out of your bottom of your root chakra. Inhale and breath. When you And every time you exhale, the plant gets a breath. And every time you inhale, you're breathing in the air from your plant. There's a circle of breath of energy going through your body, into your plant your planet back to your body. And then just do that as long as you feel like it. And that is the two minutes. Thank you. Session. That was great. <laughs> did, I, I did, did not I was fall trying to asleep? like audibly
0: swallow really loud. <laughs>
1: Oh seriously. <laughs> I know you can just cut out that meditation or like part of it and just be like and do that for a while. I do it. I mean like I can feel it. You can also reverse it and have it come through you. I visualize my chakras as it goes from the crown um down through the bottom of my body, but I don't always know. Who knows? who wants to, you know, talk about the purple, blue, green, you know, I don't really know if that is something that everybody wants to hear. So, but I love doing meditations with people. It's super fun. I have all different kinds of meditations sometimes that I will do for people when I do um, readings or sessions or whatever. Um, And sometimes people have special ones that are just for them, which is cool. Um, Because their guides are trying to communicate with them. And I think it's really nice um, to take a couple minutes every day for breathing. Yes, I I totally agree. There's
0: something even about, um, like, if you're stressed out, like, just taking, like, a second to, like, breathe deeply for, like, three breaths. And, like, breathe in for, like, five seconds. Hold it for five seconds. And exhaling for five seconds. That I always come out of it just a tiny little bit more clear-headed than beforehand.
1: Yeah, I'm like, I had done yoga for like, I don't know, 10 years. And so I'm used to like the breathing part. But when this when I had like my awakening experience, and I was working with a mentor of mine, and she told me to meditate for I was like, I don't, I mean, I don't even know what that means. I didn't know. And so I would sit downstairs and my, like, I think of it as a witch cave. <laughs> <for myself. laughs> um, it's so, it's so wonderful. Like I, I love it so much. It feels really safe. Um, but I, I would sit down here and I remember one time my husband who has been meditate, he meditates cons like has consistently meditated the entire time I've known him. Um, and uh, watch me what is supposed to happen yeah like is is this right like I see colors like I'm seeing colors is that normal like are you supposed to see purple stuff and he's like oh god that's great I don't know (laughs) so yeah so I just think that it's funny meditation has this it's Mm -hmm. again with this like heaviness that has like such this but it's so much simpler at least for me I think it's great too for people that love rules I'm not trying to like diss people that are into rules that's cool um but it Mm -hmm. it could yeah there's definitely some people at the beginning and then
0: (laughs) they keep the structure some people like the structure and they branch out some Mm -hmm. people go nuts and then create their own structure like I've I've done all of those things in all different aspects of my life for different um like art or painting or uh, meditation or learning math with math I need rules always otherwise I don't know what's going on but yeah, so I totally see where you're coming from there. And I just want to say, too, that I have gotten multiple m- readings from you since I've known you, um, which feels like forever, although it's been, like, four months. Um,
1: <laughs> I know, I, I know. know. It's, I it's like a whole lifetime.
0: Now, everyone every reading I've gotten from you has been, like, uniquely yeah. different. It feels very special. like, um, And this is, I guess, also the part where you can plug what it is you want to plug or what it is you do
1: oh thanks I I just want to put out there too because I feel like I keep saying that you can do what you want I am a huge believer in researching as much as you can and finding out who does what and why and how and learning as much as you can Um, because I think being a student and seeing what other people do is so important so i'm not saying that you don't ever need direction and that it's not it's i (laughs) i think it's good for all of it (laughs) that's all i'm saying like i think it's really important to continue learning (laughs) so um sorry uh so you can find me on instagram at ancient woods which is my handle and i have a link there for my um websites and i offer uh, i i i i guess call them intuitive sessions um sometimes i use tarot cards but i'm I, not always um i i pull from a variety of resources depending on what i feel like before i meet with somebody um so you can read about that there and i do have a blog i haven't written anything since we've gone into this like um kind of house <laughs> thing that's happening right now in the US um, because I am still do- I have a lot of plates spinning Great. but I do have a that's, blog there um, as well
0: perfect. and again please get a reading from Jessica she's amazing and there's all sorts of like she's, oh, I don't even know how to explain how how much like what she's done for me or helped me learn how to do with myself and everything has really validated a lot of experiences I've had and helped me remove like a lot of blockages and everything like that so thank you so much jessica
1: thank you so much for having me i really appreciate it i really i just love talking (laughs) talking to to you in general um so i am sorry if i was like too long-winded in my answers and i get a little bit um, yeah i'm i'm I'm, I'm just happy to to hang out with you
0: uh, i'll hopefully see you in 3d reality hopefully not too long now but (laughs) if not
1: Yes, let's all see other humans in 3D reality. I mean, like me, especially with you, but also, like, that is what we're all going for. Are there other people in the room? (laughs) Being close to people. Yeah. (laughs) Talk
0: to you soon. Yeah.
1: (laughs) All right. Thank you so much.
0: Bye. Hello. It's me again, except this time it's an outro. Again, sorry about the weird ass audio. About the second half of the show here uh, especially at the end I don't again I don't know why the software did that Um, but maybe I'll just take that as a sign that I really should be working on my psychic powers and being able to see two seconds into the future and just annoy absolutely everybody by responding to them before they even ask me a question yet but (laughs) until that point Uh, that being said, all those transitional words, if you would like to book a reading with me, you can do so through my Instagram, mothmana tarot, or through my website, mothmana.com. All that stuff will be in the description box of this episode, as well as Jessica's info. And thanks again for tuning in to the real witches of the end times. And I hope that wherever you are, whatever starless night you find yourself melting underneath That you take some time to alchemize some doom into something greater. See you next time.